Hello and welcome to Oklahoma Ghost Stories, or OGS. My name is Brad Heath. I'm your host tonight, as always, and I wanted to send a special thank you to everyone who has been submitting questions and comments to our Facebook page. We love seeing those responses, and we love responding and interacting with everyone. So please, keep that up. It's been it's been great. Hey, before we get started tonight, I want to mention... Uh, James Mordecai, he's one of the founders of uh, Nobro, uh, the uh, organization that uh, is hunting Bigfoot here in Oklahoma. I wanted to mention that James and his family lost their house in a Christmas Day fire. Very unfortunate incident. And they have a GoFundMe page. So if you would just go uh, look up uh, James Mordecai. GoFundMe, I'm sure it'll pop up. Um, single dad, they're living in a uh, bungalow there on the property that he's going to try and remodel, but they could certainly use the help. And I know um, our Oklahoma citizens are are great about doing that and, and our OGS listeners. So if you feel so moved, uh, please uh, go, go take a look at that. So tonight, a little uh, different type of show tonight. We're going to do a Q&A session. We've uh, received so many questions and comments uh, on our Facebook page that I really felt like we needed to just take one episode and respond to some of those and uh, have a little more interaction with the uh, listeners. And so that's what we're going to do tonight. Next week, though, Wednesday the 20th at 8 p.m., be sure and uh, catch next week's show as Mike Ricksecker is going to join us. Mike is an author, uh, a, a well-accomplished author, and he's written a book, uh, Ghosts and Legends of Oklahoma. Uh, I found my copy over at Books A Million here in Tulsa, but I'm sure you can find it online. I'm sure you can go to a local bookstore in your area and find it as well. Uh, Mike is going to join us, and he's going to talk about some of the things that he found while writing this book, uh, some very interesting stuff in it. I've, I'm, I'm on page 111 right now, and it's talking about uh, Geronimo and Fort Seal. So it's a, it's a very interesting book. Uh, there's a lot of stuff in here, Black Bear Church and Cemetery, uh, The Second Life of John Wilkes Booth. Um, what else do we have in here? Uh, southeastern Oklahoma, the Eskridge Hotel, uh, the Ritz Theater. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. He covers pretty much the entire state. So, again, it's Mike Ricksecker. You can also find him on Facebook. He's got a Facebook page, and he's uh, doing stuff all over the country, and he's actually, he actually lived here for a while. He's an Air Force veteran, lived here for a while, and uh, was able to produce this book uh, from uh, Schiffer Publishing um, while he was stationed here in Oklahoma, and now he's doing other states as well. But he's going to join us next week uh, Wednesday the 20th at 8 p.m. Should be a great show, and we can dive into a lot of topics with Mike and, and touch on a lot of things. Um, also, I wanted to mention that we did receive a bunch of emails about our newsletter that we put out for December 2020. It was the last one uh, and the first one for 2020, but we wanted to uh, mention this because there is a ton of good stuff in there that you don't want to miss. Uh, we do have a couple of book reviews. I wrote a column in there as well about some UFO activity. Um, and we've got a great story in there. Uh, one of our listeners provided us, and we, we printed that in the newsletter as well. I can send you a PDF copy, a digital copy, 
to your email address, to your uh, cellular device, and you can pull it up and uh, read it and check it out. I think it's about 13 or 14 pages long, so there's a lot of good information in it. We even give you the upcoming uh, lunar calendar for 2021 and what to look for this spring and this summer. So it, uh, it's got a lot of stuff in it, and uh, it's definitely worth hitting us up for. Uh, in the future, what we're going to do is these newsletters and other items that we're developing are going to be a little more exclusive to some of our Patreon members and anyone who's uh, donating to the show to help keep this thing going. Uh, we want to provide uh, those types of people with some extra content, and that way uh, we can continue to bring you some of the best in uh, paranormal, uh, UFO, Bigfoot, anything that's going on in the state of Oklahoma, we want to uh, we want to cover it for you. So if you're so inclined, go to Patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash O-G-S underscore O-K. I know that's a lot. Patreon.com forward slash O-G-S underscore O-K. You can become a monthly contributor for as low as a couple of bucks a month. Basically, change out of your couch, right? So if you do that, we'll make sure you get some exclusive content. You'll even get some access to me as well as the host. Uh, you know, we can uh, we can chat, and we're talking about putting a um, conference on later this summer. I might get into that a little more deeper uh, later on. But, you know, there's been a lot of changes made to uh, Facebook over the last uh, month or so. And... Some of those changes are, I think, driven politically, and some of them, I think, are, are changes that a uh, company just goes through naturally. But what we've noticed is our posts are actually slowing down. In other words, the energy and the, and the pickup that we had uh, just a couple of months ago has kind of started to level out and slow down, and I don't think it's because we're lacking in, in listeners. Um, I know for a fact just from seeing the numbers on Anchor, that our, our numbers are growing. They grow every day. Uh, we get new listeners on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Spotify. I mean, every day we get new ones. And the only place that it's slowing down is Facebook, which is where we basically host our main page, our main website. Um, so I encourage everyone to go on every day to uh, our Facebook page and check it. Because we're posting stuff almost daily. We're putting up photos. We've got new photos up there from Joey George. I've posted photos that we personally took um, when we uh, went out to Weatherford and uh, did an investigation out there around a well-known bridge. Um, there's a lot of stuff that goes up. And we're just not seeing the traffic like we normally would and we think it's because there's some type of an algorithm that slowed everybody down maybe temporarily but um, go check it every day uh, if not every day every other day just make it a routine check in with us uh, comment on the photos comment on the posts, shoot us a message if you have a question because that's what we're going to do tonight I've received so many questions over the last couple of months that I thought you know I'm going to respond to some of these on air because I think they're worth uh, discussing because you guys have some great questions, and I think uh, it's going to make for a great show. So, uh, again, if you feel like supporting us online, patreon.com forward slash OGS underscore OK. Um, and, boy, there was some big news today. Um, 
theblackvault.com. If you guys have not been on this website, theblackvault.com, you want to go check it out because it's one of the best uh, websites for all types of news, uh, everything that we cover here for sure. But the CIA did a UFO document dump, and you can go download all of these documents in PDF form if you go to theblackvault.com. Um, of course, make sure you listen to the whole show first. But when you're done, go over there and check it out. Because I've downloaded all the documents. I've taken a look at some of them. A lot of it's redacted. A lot of it is just complete blackout. However, I think it's interesting that as we get into a new year, that we're starting to see these these document dumps, these videos, the de de Department of Defense coming forward with... Uh, new videos and new claims. So I'm going to start including some of the more interesting ones that I find into our newsletter. And you'll be able to pull those up. And I might even throw a, a couple of them up on our uh, Facebook page as well uh, for you guys to check out. So um, so that's it. That's all, the, uh, that's all the announcements I've got as we head into this episode. Again, I appreciate everyone tuning in. I appreciate everyone overseas. We, we're picking up traction in all kinds of places, Mexico, Japan, um, Sweden. We've got some listeners in South America, so it's great. Canada, I uh, love you guys and uh, appreciate you guys tuning in. Keep doing so. Keep sending in your questions. So let's dive into it. So first question tonight comes from Ray. He's in Tulsa, and he wants to know, what are some of the more haunted places around Tulsa that you know of? A great question, Ray. So um, the first one is one of our sponsors, uh, the Military History Center and Museum over there in Broken Arrow. Uh, they have been uh, great for us, and they've actually been featured in a local publication as one of the more haunted places in uh, the area. Uh, it was the original hospital in Broken Arrow, and uh, the basement portion of the museum, which is not open to the public, but it is still there, uh, was the original morgue. So, yeah, there's a lot of activity evidently in that building. Uh, one of the uh, lead docents there, the lead docent, uh, Dennis Hoke, has told me some stories about some things that have happened and, you know, some very interesting stuff that uh, he sees going on from time to time. So if you're ever in that area, Ray, uh, Military History Center and Museum, they're at College and Maine in Broken Arrow. Uh, a lot of great artifacts, a lot of great stuff in there. Um, definitely a spot that I think uh, you guys ought, ought to check out. And uh, if you're uh, a ghost hunting team, um, you know, ask me. Hit me up. Maybe I can get you guys in there to, uh, to do a little uh, investigation one night or something. I think that'd be great. Um, the other museum I'm going to mention is the Gilcrease Museum. Of course, this one's pretty famous. Uh, the Gilcrease Museum, Mr. Thomas Gil Gilcrease, uh, is said to roam the halls, uh, keeping an eye on on all of the artifacts and pieces of art and everything that you find in the Gilcrease. Um, some children have even claimed to see a man that fits his description, which is very interesting. Uh, Thomas Gilcrease died in 1962, and so the story goes is that the hauntings started shortly after that. So uh, those hauntings, you know, uh, uh, coincide with his passing. Um, there have been several teams going there and investigate. Uh, and in fact, um, I think there's, a, there's been at least four, I think maybe five, 
and all of the teams come out saying that there are multiple spirits that reside in the Gilcrease, not just uh, the spirit of, of Thomas Gilcrease, but that there's multiple ones. Um, of course, Brady Theater, downtown Tulsa, uh, the old lady on the Brady, I think, uh, has been known for a long time to be a, a, a haunted place. Uh, Kane's Ballroom as well, which is just down the street. Um, the Spotlight Theater on uh, Riverside Drive is one that uh, I think a lot of people mention when they talk about uh, haunted places in Tulsa. Of course, everybody talks about the Hex House, but you know, that was torn down, I think, in the 70s. And now there's a group that, that puts on every Halloween, they put on a um, haunted house that you can walk through, and it's called the Hex House. Uh, but uh, look up the Hex House Tulsa. Very interesting story there. Miss Smith, she would, she had, uh, I think she kept two, two individuals in the basement, and um, yeah, uh, just a crazy story. So if you're looking for something to look up, go look up that. Another place in Tulsa is the Calvary Cemetery, ninety first and Harvard area. What's interesting about this, you know, it's it's developed now. There's a there's a school in that area. There's a big houses in that area. It's it's really nice, but. Um, Back in the day, when it was just a cemetery and 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 nothing but fields around it, uh, that was a place where teenagers would go and kind of test their nerve. Um, they would go hang out in the cemetery and see who's who's the bravest, you know. And there was all kinds of different haunting stories and ghost stories that would surround that cemetery. I had a personal experience with that cemetery. I was driving um, one morning, early, real early in the morning, and. It was barely light outside, and as I was passing the cemetery, uh, there was an albino deer that was kind of off in the distance, but in the middle of the cemetery. Now, you know, that's that's not uncommon. I mean, well, it's a little uncommon, right? But it's not uh, crazy to say, hey, there's a deer over there. But um, this one was albino, just as white as a sheet of paper, and kind of stood there for a while, and uh, my, I, I actually sat through a light. Uh, it was green. I just sat there, and there was no cars or anything. So, and I just kind of watched it, and it just kind of stood there and didn't seem spooked or scared or anything. And then um, I went through a, a red light again, and then another green light, and I had to get to work. So I went ahead and went on, went on through. But uh, I've never seen one over there since. And I do know people who live in the area, and I've just kind of, in passing, asked them if they've ever seen an albino deer in that area and they say no and it's kind of weird too because just on the other side of it there's uh there's a highway the creek turnpike and you can't really get to it um you know very easily from there and there's not a whole lot of of wooded areas where you think uh a deer might might live so it's just kind of an interesting interesting thing so anyway thanks ray for the question uh we got uh, debbie from oklahoma city she asks, what is the scariest thing you've ever seen? So that's a pretty good question. Um, I put some thought to this one, and I really, you know, couldn't think of anything except for, you know, probably probably the scariest thing is the things I haven't seen. Um, and talking to a lot of individuals who do investigations and uh, talking to people who are, you know, in this, in this crazy world that we live in, um, they've seen some crazy stuff. And some of them I've seen some really scary stuff. And, uh, you know, I've not experienced anything like that personally. Um, I was uh, I was snorkeling with my father in the South China Sea. We lived in Okinawa, Japan at the time. 
and we had a sea snake swim between us. He never knew it. I saw it coming. I freaked out, um, knowing that it's one of the most deadliest snakes on the planet. Uh, I kind of panicked and, you know, tried to get away from it, and it really didn't care that we were in the water at all. It just swam right right between us and just kept going. Uh, That was a scary moment. Um, I was almost bit by a rattlesnake when I was young in California, um, and I didn't really... It wasn't really a scary moment for me, but, you know, looking back on it, uh, it should have been (laughs) for sure. Um, But, you know, I think the scariest thing is when you witness pure evil, Um, you know, ghosts and UFOs and Bigfoot and, you know, all of these things. I'm not really afraid of any of that stuff. Uh, At at least, you know, I haven't been yet. Um, But when you witness pure evil, you know, we, we, we see it, we hear it on the news all the time. Um, when I was younger, uh, we lived in an apartment complex and a young lady uh, had her apartment broken into. Uh, this guy tried to rape her and he cut her throat and she bled all over. I mean, it was just a gruesome, gruesome thing. And my dad was, my dad actually saved her life. He's, he's a lifer Marine and um, he actually saved her life. And, and that was when kind of my eyes were open to the fact that there is is people in this world that are just pure evil, and I think that's probably the most the most frightening thing. Uh, Kelly in uh, Blackwell, Oklahoma, uh, asks, "What do you do, or what do I do, if I think my dog is possessed by the devil?" Okay, well, Kelly, um, I'm not a dog whisperer, and maybe we should find one for you, but. Um, I, I really don't know. I don't think the Catholic Church is doing any exorcisms on animals at the moment. Um, and I'm not I'm not making light of it, Kelly. I'm just saying I don't know. I you know, maybe maybe a different approach to the dog. Maybe um maybe the dog just doesn't uh like somebody that's around or or maybe the dog's experiencing something itself. Um try uh, try being compassionate towards it. Uh try, you know, giving it um treats and, and, and toys and things and see if you can get it to be more more friendly towards you and, and everybody else. Uh, James wants to know, James didn't tell me where he's from, uh, James wants to know if I think the COVID-19 pandemic is real or is it a scamdemic? Okay, James, so we try to stay away from politics here, so I'll just talk about the actual COVID-19 pandemic and um, kind of where I stand on it. Uh, I do think it's a real virus. In fact, we know that coronavirus existed long before the COVID-19 strain. The, the the 19 just means that it was discovered in 2019, I think around um, September or October of 2019. And it hit us hard in 2020. Um, so coronavirus is real. We, we've known coronavirus for decades. Um, that's fact. So that part of it's real. Um, as far as the other stuff, I don't agree with us shutting people down. That's just my personal opinion. I think um, it's tough on small businesses. It's tough on people who own small businesses to keep the doors open, to keep paychecks going. I think it's great that we've made accommodations for restaurants and other places who can deliver food or, or have curbside pickup, those kinds of things. But we're an economy and we're a country that runs on people going out and shopping and spending money, and we have to open up. We can't We can't do this to people and expect them to be okay with it. Uh, closing businesses, in my uh, opinion, comes from people 
mainly politicians who have never signed the front of someone's paycheck to make sure that they have uh, money for two weeks or make sure they have health insurance or, or any of that stuff. Um, some have, but not all. And, um, you know, anyone that's for shutting down, I think, is is uh, not going to miss a paycheck. And uh, if they are, then they probably don't need it. Um, more people are committing suicide. The suicide rate is up. We know that. Uh, more people have turned to alcohol abuse. Um, domestic violence is up. We know that. People are, are, are trapped in the houses together. Um, the mask debate, you know, I'm not going to get into that. Um, I don't care if you wear a mask, don't wear a mask. I think it's choice thing, but I'm not going to get into it. Um, take basic measures, you know, wash your hands. Um, keep some distance between people and, 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 and let's stay open. I mean, it, it, it doesn't make sense to me to shut us down again for the heck of it. Um, I know people are losing their lives, and that's tragic. Um, but bright side, where's the flu, right? We, we've not seen the flu flare up. So um, I think we've just got to get to a point where these vaccines, if they work uh, and you want to take it, great. If you don't want to take it and you want to roll the dice, that's your choice. And I think that we need to get back to that. We're, we're Americans, and we need to have choice. Uh, it's up to us. Um, Linda and Anna Darko, home of the Warriors. She wants to know if I've ever seen Bigfoot. I listened to the show with Ryan White, and I've experienced many of the things Ryan was talking about. So, Linda, no, I have not. I think it would be great if uh, I was to go on one of these expeditions, one of these hunts, and maybe find some evidence myself. Or find find something that that says uh, you know what was this? I think the people that have these experiences, I think they're telling the truth. Um, you know, maybe not all of them, but I think for the most part, when something like that happens and it's just so shocking, uh, you know, their reactions seem to be real. And you know what a what a difficult thing to have to come forward with, right? I mean, can you imagine? Um, we do it now. It's 2021. We do it now and. You know, it's just another, it's just another sighting. Um, imagine 20, 30 years ago, you know, you were made fun of, um, you were joked about, and now we're finally getting to a, to a point where it's got some credibility, whether that's because of the number of people or it's because of television or just educating people more, whatever it is, you know, I think we're seeing it in all genres of, of the unknown, uh, you know, UFOs, same thing. Uh, paranormal, ghosts, same thing. Um, you know, I think it's all leading to something. But, um, no, I've never personally seen one. I would love to. I think it would be an amazing experience. And um, I am going to try and plan something to where I can get out and try to have my own uh, Bigfoot uh, crypto experience. Um, Greg and Pryor says... Please have more UFO experts on your show. I've seen many things over the years, and I can tell you for sure we are not alone. Well, Greg, um, thanks for that. Yes, uh, we do plan on uh, doing that. Mindy Toutfest of uh, MUFON is going to uh, join us, uh, give us uh, updates throughout the year. Uh, they get new cases all the time. Um, we're going to continue to run down this rabbit hole of UFOs uh, for sure. Because I'm with you, Greg. I'm with you. I think there's something out there for sure. I think we're seeing something, and I don't think we're alone. Uh, it's a very popular subject. It's one that I'm truly invested in. And um, if you've experienced something, I encourage you 
to report it. Uh, you've got to report it. Uh, I would report to MUFON first. Uh, Mindy Tout Fest and MUFON Oklahoma. They have their own Facebook page. In fact, just the other day, they posted the instructions on, on how to report. And it's very important, too, to know that when these things are happening, there are certain things you need to do. Uh, if you're going to video it, um, at least narrate a little bit. Like, tell us where you're at. Tell us what time it is. Tell us the direction you're looking. As you're videoing, say these things. Uh, say on the video what you are seeing. Um, you know, so many times we see videos and it catches people off guard that they're just amazed, you know, and, and uh, they, can't, they can't really get the words out, but nothing but holy uh, you-know-what. So think about where you're at. Think about what you're doing. Try to, try to video it with scale. You know, if it's in the sky, see if you can, uh, you know, get something in the foreground to help put it into scale. Uh, that's very important when um, people like Mindy do her investigations on these. But uh, definitely report it. And if it's really freaking you out, um, you could even call local law enforcement and uh, give a give a report uh, to local law enforcement. Tell them what you saw, and and uh, maybe they come out and 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 talk to you about it as well. Uh, Virginia wants to know what branch of the military do you serve in? Because I've mentioned that several times with uh, various guests. I know uh, we were talking to Danny Snow, the hypnotist. Uh, he served as well, and and I currently serve. I'm in the Oklahoma Air National Guard. And, which is part of the Air Force. I was active duty Air Force for a while, and uh, I've been in Air National Guard for a while as well. Uh, we serve the state of Oklahoma, and we serve on the federal level when the president activates us for deployments overseas or in support of actions stateside, such as a natural disaster. Right? We get we get floods. The, the Keystone Dam is going to break in Tulsa, or you know, we get a hurricane somewhere. So uh, that's what I do. And um, what I actually do, what my job is, I'm going to keep to myself. But, um, yeah, Oklahoma Air National Guard, it's great. I love it. If you've got uh, young kids who are getting ready to graduate high school and they don't know what to do about college or how to pay for it, the Guard is a great way to go. Trust me. Uh, it'll get their college paid for. They do a quick uh, tour of duty with, uh, with, with the military. It's great for them. It's great for their development. And it'll get them that college degree without having debt at the end. And who wants a bunch of debt? So there's my there's my recruiting pitch. Um, another military-related question from Joel in Oak, in uh, Choctaw. Uh, do you think Tinker Air Force Base has experimental aircraft? Um, Joel, no, I don't. Uh, I say that because I've been to the base many times. And um, just going to the commissary to shop or you know, whatever, um, they have, all of their aircraft are well known to any aviation enthusiast. Um, you'll see them flying around. Uh, they do get a, a airplane drop in every now and then. I think I was there one time and two F-22s dropped in. Um, most of them are tankers, big planes. So, um, no, I don't think they've got anything crazy going on over there. I know that there's been some speculation and there's been people talk about seeing different things at night, but, um, Joel, from me to you, I don't think so. But you're right there in Choctaw. You're you're, you're pretty close to Tinker. Um, so eyes in the sky, man. Keep watching. Who knows? Um, let's go to Jeff. Jeff asks, and I'm not sure where Jeff is from either. So Jeff, I apologize. But is there a place in Oklahoma 
you will not go because of the paranormal activity? Great, great question, Jeff. Great question. Um, so here's my thing. I've never really given that a lot of thought, but just off the top of my head, I don't care for places with poor ventilation and dilapidated buildings. I don't want to go in and suck in a bunch of mold and hurt my lungs, right? And I don't want to go in a place where I'm going to trip or fall through three stories of, of bad bad flooring or something, right? So I don't really care for places like that, and I know that a lot of places that people investigate are that way. Um, mold's dangerous. It just is. And um, if I was going to go into a building like that, I would certainly have some type of uh, respirator or some type of a mask. Um, I really don't want to go into uh, run-down, torn-down buildings. Um, you never know what you're going to come across in those things. And and that really kind of scares me more than what you're there to do, to be honest. Um, so I don't put my, my, uh, my health at risk doing any types of investigations like that. I prefer to do uh, places that are, you know, a little nicer, um, maybe currently occupied would be great. But uh, I know a lot of people love to go into those places, and it really sets the atmosphere, that's for sure. And if you've ever watched them on television, man, they're in those things all the time, right? I mean, they are in these run-down, torn-down, ugly places all the time, and I just think to myself, and, and if you watch, a lot of them do wear respirators. Um, they'll have something covering their face because they don't want to inhale whatever is floating around in the air in those places. Um, I leave that to the professionals, man. I'm I'm just an amateur, so I'll let the professionals handle all that. Uh, Heather from Guthrie wants to know, uh, do you think there is a connection between music and the dead? So I'm I'm trying. So that's a good question. I'm just trying to figure out where you're going with it. Um, in other words, do, does the does the dead do they react to music? Um, does it draw them in? I mean, here's the thing. Can music conjure the dead? Can it and can it have an effect on them in some way? Well, let's think about this. Supposedly, they can hear us talk, right? So if they can hear us talk, why wouldn't they be able to hear our music? Um, think about Kane's Ballroom, for example. Uh, they play concerts there. Many people have thought they've seen the ghost of Bob Wills uh, walking around Kane's Ballroom. I mean, a music guy. Why wouldn't he pop in for a concert, right? I mean, so does it affect him in that way? I don't know. Um, it, it, it's a good question. I think a lot of people would probably have a lot of different opinions on this one. Um, scientists have done many, many studies on the effects of music. We know for a fact that certain music can enrage a crowd. You can really get people going with certain types of music in a big crowd. We know that plants grow better when they listen to classical music versus death metal. We know that for a fact. There's been many, many experiments done on that. And we know that the plant uh, reacts to the more soothing music than it does the harder, heavy metal type music. Um, we know it. music can change your mood instantly, right? I mean, can it not? Have you ever turned the radio on or or uh, play the song on your phone and just immediately feel better? Um, I have. I mean, I've heard songs come on the radio that, that, that make you feel better instantly. Um, what's great that I think uh, a field that they're really looking into is music and its effects with Alzheimer's patients. If you've ever known anyone with Alzheimer's, it's a horrible 
horrible disease. Um, they just don't know who they are anymore, and they're in a different place, and they don't recognize anyone. And it's and and to me, it just it, it just seems like such a lonely, lonely thing. Um, but take there is a story, and everyone can go look this up, and I encourage you to, because the video is so gripping. There's a prima ballerina with Alzheimer's. Her name's Marta Senta Gonzalez Saldana. Marta Senta Gonzalez Saldana. If you just Google prima ballerina Alzheimer's music, it'll come up and watch the video. She has she has Alzheimer's and you can tell she's elderly and she's in a wheelchair and, and, and you can tell she just physically doesn't look very good. And she was a great ballerina in her day. And she performed Swan Lake. Well, they put the headphones on her. Now, pay attention. They put the headphones on her. And they play the music to Swan Lake. And she's sitting in her wheelchair and immediately begins to perform it with her arms. And she's moving her arms back and forth and up and down. And she's swaying back and forth. And and you can look, and they have a video that plays next to her. Now, that's not her in the video actually doing it, but it's someone else performing it. But they have a video, and she's mimicking it. I mean, just to the T, and you can tell she had done she had done this, performed this many, many times. Her family could walk in there, and she would never know who they were. They put those headphones on her, and they play that music. And that music reaches a portion of her brain that is still active, still alive, still there. And she reacts to it. And her reaction is just so beautiful because she's, you know, she's performing it. And in her head, she's still on stage. You know, she's out there doing it. And just to see that reaction, that's what music can do. That's what it's done for her. And they're learning that classical music is like a language all in of itself. And when Alzheimer's patients get headphones and they have music therapy, whether it's classical music or music that they grew up with or their favorite type of genre, they listen to it and they come back. Like people are actually, for that, for that time, they're, they're back. And it's just amazing that, you know, the mind is so interesting that, that, that it can do that. Uh, the mind is an amazing thing. And even when it's failing, even when it's, when it's going down, um, music has the ability to bring it back up and respond to certain stimuli. And that's just, uh, it's just an amazing video to watch. I encourage everyone to go do it. Her name again is Marta, M-A-R-T-A, Senta, C-I-N-T-A, Gonzalez Saldana, S-A-L-D-A-N-A. -A -A. Uh, she's a prima ballerina, and uh, it's just, it's just a, uh, a beautiful video. Go watch it. Uh, Matt in Ada, Oklahoma, home of the Cougars. Uh, Matt wants to know, uh, do you think we will have a UFO disclosure moment in 2021? Great question, Matt. Matt, if you had had the newsletter, you would be able to read my column about this very subject. Um, certainly seems like we're headed in that direction, does it not? Um, boy, so let's look at this just a little deeper here. Um, Department of Defense comes forward, right? They've got video evidence. The Israeli general that came forward, he even claimed that there's been a deal cut already, right? That President Trump has cut a deal with the Galactic Federation and so on and so forth, that they're already here on Earth. They're already with us. Um, former director of the CIA, Brennan, comes forward and says, we would be arrogant to think that we are alone. Um, and then the CIA dumps all of their UFO documents today. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think we're definitely headed to something. But here's what we got to do. We have to ask ourselves, are we ready for this? As a people, as a race of human beings, are we ready for someone to come forward or, and give us the proof positive evidence that there is other life forms outside of the planet Earth? And I mean life forms, I mean intelligent life forms. I mean things that are building things that we cannot, um, doing things that we cannot do. Are we ready to know that that exists out there and how small, how small does that make us feel to know that there's something out there like that? I mean, does, does everybody just stop paying their bills? Do uh, people just assume that, you know, if the Israeli general is right, that every time I order a pizza, um, I'm, I might be talking to an alien? Do people start freaking out and attacking people because they think, uh, well, that person must be an alien, right? Um, do we all of a sudden like generate tests to determine who's an alien and who isn't? Uh, you know, th these are things that may not be the first thought if a disclosure moment does happen. But these are things that people are going to think about. And these are things people are going to do. And I think we need to ask ourselves, is humanity ready for it? I mean, we still go to war with one another. Uh, we still have a lot of hate with one another. And even though we are built of the same DNA, uh, we still have uh, people that hate one another for various reasons. So I don't think the aliens think we're ready. Uh, to be honest. Um, but I think, like in anything, you know, we we are who we are, and we want to know now, and we want it now. And I think we might get it, and we might not be ready for it. So we'll see. But if you want to know more, Matt, hit me up. I will send you a copy of the newsletter. And, of course, we'll continue to update all this kinds of stuff, uh, uh, you know, UFO disclosure and, and, and everything concerning UFOs and UAPs. Uh, which is what the government calls them now, UAPs, uh, as we move forward. Uh, Ginger in Lawton wants to know if we will ever have a show about near-death experiences. Great question, Ginger in Lawton. Uh, the quick answer is yes, we will. Uh, we are working on some guests right now as we speak. It's a subject that is very close to my heart because my own wife uh, had an experience that is very hard to explain. Uh, this happened to her while she was in a coma. Uh, there is something to it for sure. Is it the mind taking the body or taking the mind to a place of comfort? Um, are these actual experiences? Is it just a you know? Is it just a trip to another plane? What is it? Um, for me, I'd like to think that we are given a glimpse into the afterlife. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's not so good. Um, maybe a tease, so to speak. Um, if you want to uh, read more about an afterlife experience that is very, very interesting, Ivan Tuttle. Ivan Tuttle. Uh, he's produced a book, a couple of books I think now. He had, an, he had a near-death experience where he was actually taken to hell and then taken to heaven. And it is, you know, one of those crazy rides. And whether your religion... Uh, allows you to believe those things or not. Um, I'm not here to, to debate that. Maybe we'll have a show on that one time. But um, Ivan Tuttle's uh, story and his experiences are certainly worth reading. It's a very, very interesting topic. And yes, Ginger, we will have 
some near-death experience shows as well. Uh, Sherry in Norman, Oklahoma, wants to know, what is your favorite TV show or what are you currently watching on Netflix? First of all, Sherry, how do you know that I watch Netflix? No, just kidding. Um, You're probably tapped in somehow. Uh, So, let's see. Um, The Bob Lazar documentary on Netflix was great. Uh, Bob Lazar, if you don't know, he worked for Skunk Works, um, worked on some experimental uh, aircraft and propulsion systems for Skunk Works, and had access to some very interesting, uh, what he calls UFO flying saucer type machines. Some of them uh, were actually dug up in archaeological digs, uh, while the Roswell incident produced one as well. So, Bob Lazar, great documentary on Netflix. Go check that out. The Devil and Father of Mort, uh, great one uh, as well. It's about exorcisms. The uh, narrator or host of the show is the director for uh, The Exorcism, the original movie back in the 70s. And Father of Mort, who I believe has since passed, it was the foremost expert in uh, exorcism for the Catholic Church. And they actually record a exorcism. And I noticed something right off the bat. Like in the beginning, when they have this young lady in this room with her family, before Father Amort gets started, there are three... And, and they don't point this out in the video, in the documentary. They don't talk about it. And I saw it. And you can go see it too. But there are three orbs that fly into his left arm. Uh, It's like one, two, three. Call it the Trinity. Call it whatever you want to call it. Um, Three orbs fly into him, and then the exorcism begins. Uh, I thought that was very, very interesting and something that no one I've heard talk about at all. And uh, who knows? Maybe I'm the first. Whatever. Uh, The History Channel. I I, I like some shows on the History Channel. Of course, Ancient Aliens is a good one. Um, I've been watching, and I've watched it from the beginning, This The Curse of Oak Island. I've always thought Oak Island was interesting. I always thought that there was something to it. Um, will they find it? I highly doubt it. But I think they're going to learn more, and I think it's going to change history. Because we do know that the uh, Vikings did make it to uh, Canada, what we call Canada today, and probably made it into the Great Lakes. And so I think there's a very, very good chance that, um, you know, they they might find something that that changes history. In fact, I think they already have. But I think uh, definitely for that area, there is new history being written um, every day. And I think it's an interesting show. Of course, I would love to go on an archaeological dig. um, And maybe one day I will. But uh, it's very, very uh, good stuff. And you just got to get past the uh, narrator. Just kidding, History Channel. Just kidding. Uh, They do a great job. Um, Skinwalker Ranch, I've watched some of that. Uh, The new one, The Blind Frog Ranch, I've watched some of that. But, you know, it's it's a little difficult because I know how these TV shows are made. And when you know kind of what goes on behind the scenes and how some things are set up, um, you kind of take it with a grain of salt. I'm not saying stop watching it. I'm not saying Ghost Adventures and and uh, Skinwalker Ranch and all that's not real. I'm just saying that there are some liberties that producers will take and directors will take, and it's just part of TV. I mean, if they didn't find something every now and then, 
what would be the point in watching, right? So um, just something to keep in mind when you're watching these types of shows. Um, I've been kicking around an idea for an indie documentary myself uh, about Oklahoma. You know, Oklahoma has a runestone, speaking of Vikings. If you go to Hevener, Oklahoma, uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful park. Beautiful, you know, in the sense that these stone staircases and the way that it's set up is just gorgeous. But they have their own, what's claimed to be a Viking runestone. And um, I think it's worth a day trip to go check that out. Um, but, you know, that's up to you. Uh, believe it, don't believe it. It's still pretty cool. Still a cool trip. Uh, Mike G. in McKinney, Texas wants to know, if I took a trip to Oklahoma, where should I go? And Mike, I'm assuming you're asking about maybe some paranormal stuff um, or just place in general. Listen, uh, McKinney, you're not too far from Lawton. I think the Wichita Mountains are fantastic near Lawton. I think the Holy City is really cool to go see. Um, you know, all of that uh, built up in the middle of those mountains. You can see Buffalo and Longhorns and mule deer and all kinds of stuff out there when you drive through it. Uh, you can drive to the top of Mount Scott, which is really cool because you can climb over the wall and walk around on these giant boulders, um, and, and you've got a 360 view of the area. Uh, makes for some great photos. Uh, the Stafford Space Museum in Weatherford, I think, is great. I've been there a couple of times. They've got a lot of great displays, a lot of items from the space race. Um, as well as uh, planes inside and outside. You can get up close and personal with them. Um, if you head north, I would say Woolarock. If you like uh, museums and the outdoors and that kind of thing. I, I think I have a theme going here with the outdoors. But uh, very scenic. Uh, lots to see. Um, if you come to Tulsa, a lot of people are talking about the Gathering Place. You know, the big giant uh, uh, park that they have here on Riverside Drive, uh, which is very cool. And, of course, the Military History Museum. Um, uh, military History Center and Museum over in uh, Broken Arrow, I think is worth checking out as well. And the last question we got for the night comes from Holly in Moore, Oklahoma. I don't know if she's a Moore or a Westmore or a Southmore, but she's from Moore, and she wants to know if the goose in the Joy George video really says hello. Um, <laughs> so, so if you missed it, um, one of our guests, Mr. Joey George from Sand Springs, originally from uh, Tulsa Jinx area, um, he has a video. And and l l let me preference this with Mr. George has a lot of stuff going on. I mean, this guy steps outside and there's something going on. He goes he goes to the hardware store and looks up and there's something going on. Um, they call him the UFO magnet for a reason, and it's because uh, things just happen and with with him i mean it's just unexplainable um he does have a video before he starts to uh roll on the video a goose a pair of uh, uh these these geese swim up to him and one says hello and so he starts to 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 film it with his phone and you get a little over a minute into the video a minute something um minute eight something like that and you hear something say Hello, and it's it's plain as day. Now it's not it's not the same volume as his voice. It's not even the same volume of the noise that the geese are making. Um, you know, is there uh, a goose that can speak English flying around somewhere? Uh, is there some Canadian um, up in the uh, Great White North who is teaching this goose English during the summer? I don't know. 
Maybe. Uh, why not? But what I do know is that you clearly hear hello. Um, I've had one person tell me, well, you know what I think it is, is it's probably an EVP. That his phone picked up a EVP uh, from, from the other side. But uh, when I talked to Joy about it, he says that the goose, uh, that it definitely came from the goose and that, that you know, that's it. And you can even hear uh, the person that's with him say, hey, that thing said hello when it when it came up on us, and he's and, and he's a great guy, and he's and he's asking it these funny questions like, um, "Do you speak English?" <laughs> and so and so it's just a great video. I'll ask him if I can share it on the page, and we'll get it out there for everybody to see. I think he was planning on doing something with it, but wow, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool. And of course, we've got his photos up, whatever this thing is flying around this light. Kind of looks like a fairy. Um, could be a moth. You know, we've got some really big moths in Oklahoma and all over the country, really. But who knows? I don't know what it is. Um, he sent me many, many photos, and he's got some really incredible stuff. He's had two cases investigated by MUFON. And, um, man, yeah, I'm going to hang out with this guy at some point and uh, maybe have him as part of our, you know, we, we talked about doing a uh, conference in late summer. Uh, depending on COVID restrictions. And hopefully we're done with that mess by then. But I would love to have a lot of our guests come out and speak to everyone, do a Q&A session with everyone. Um, so if you're interested in that, let me know, and I will uh, work to get you to be a part of it. We're thinking it's just going to be a one-day deal. Um, I don't think we're we're, we're going to charge people to get in. It just depends on the venue and how many people we think might show up. Um, but we'd love to have uh, everybody be a part of it. So stay tuned on updates with that. Um, also, uh, the indie documentary that we are considering making. Um, keep your ears peeled for that one because it'll be a cool announcement. And uh, Rob High is going to join us at some point this spring, I think. Uh, he is the producer um, of the new Bigfoot movie that's uh, going to be made. Who knows? It might be picked up by Netflix or, you know, who knows. But uh, it's definitely going to be cool, and they're going to film it here in Oklahoma. They've already got some locations scouted out that they're going to use to film, and I'm going to uh, try and help them in any way I can. And it's going to be a cool, cool project. So make sure you, you check that out. And, uh, and before we go tonight, I want to mention uh, a great sponsor that's been with us now for a few weeks. That's the Lindsay Law Firm. Uh, many people think that they'll never need a lawyer until they need a lawyer. Uh, the Lindsay Law Firm practice is here to suit those people who find themselves in the most typical legal situations in which they need an experienced, talented, and aggressive legal advice. The firm assists those in Tulsa and the surrounding area in many different things, from criminal defense, uh, divorce and custody litigation, business law litigation, uh, civil litigation. They do it all. Banking disputes, insurance claims, professional malpractice. When your life and livelihood are at stake, you need the best representation available. Please give the Lindsay Law Firm the opportunity to help you. The firm is located at 1612 South Denver Avenue near downtown Tulsa. Please give them a call, 918-587-0097. Your first consultation is free. Tell them you heard it from me and go see them for all of your legal needs. So again, everyone, thank you for 
uh, your continued support. Thank you for uh, being part of a growing audience. And we don't forget our listeners. We are we are here because of you. We do what we do because of you. We're looking forward to bringing you more details on this CIA uh, dump of UFO documentation. Um, and I think uh, we're going to put some of that in our newsletter for this month, which will probably come out, if I can look at a calendar here, that newsletter is probably going to come out that last week of January. So you can hit me up now on Facebook. Uh, just give me your email address and I'll send it to you. Like I said, we're going to be doing those for free right now, probably sometime this summer, maybe after the um, conference, if we're able to have that. Uh, we'll, we'll probably start making that uh, exclusive content for our Patreon members. Um, and when you go on to your place where you get your podcast, whether it's Anchor, whether it's Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, make sure you hit the like button, subscribe to us, hit the um, star button, give us a rating. Those ratings only help us. Uh, it puts us in front of other people. And uh, when people search for a certain genre or a certain uh type of podcast it helps us kind of get pushed towards the front and um, again thank you everyone uh, next week's guest will be Mike Ricksecker I encourage you to go check his book out Ghosts and Legends of Oklahoma um, and to all the guests that we've had in uh, 2020 and early 2021 we appreciate you guys keep the comments coming keep the questions coming and uh, we're going to have more listeners on as well um, we've enjoyed doing that. David McKenna was fantastic. Uh, Ed and Tara Lindsay were great. Um, we're going to have more of that. So stay tuned, stay focused, and help us reach that next level. You would take the ride with us, I promise. Thank you, everyone, and we will see you soon. Mm -hmm.